Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a safe, non judgmental space to share and learn from our experiences and desires. As always, please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Our guest today is a 56 year old bi curious white dude who has been married for over 25 years. He is into group sex, golden showers, power play, and has been exploring sploshing. He works in IT and is from Toronto. Welcome, James. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. Okay, tell us first, if you had to rate yourself today right now on a shame-a-meter with 10 being the most full of shame and one being not so shamey at all, where do you fall right now? Probably about a one or a two. Okay, can you say a couple words about why? I did feel ashamed when I first started exploring different things in terms of sex. But then I've come to realize that there's no reason for that. If it feels good, there's no reason why you shouldn't go ahead and do it if it's not hurting anybody and everybody's consensual. I just don't see why I should be ashamed of something that I like. Can you give us a little overview of what your sex life is like right now and what your favorite parts are? Right now, it's pretty quiet. As I said, uh, we've been married for 25 years and we have a fairly good sex life, but I would consider it kind of vanilla. I would like to explore things with her, but she's not into the same kind of things that I'm into. So right now it's pretty quiet, although sometimes I do set up some sessions and go to a swingers club on my own and and just, you know, to explore uh, my sexuality. Nice. Can you tell us now what is sexy to you? Let's see. That's a good question because there's so many different things. It could be just a look from someone. It doesn't have to be what they look like. I find attitudes can be very sexy, self-confident in yourself and project that onto others. That could be very sexy as well. And of course, I I do like good looking people, whether it's a male or a female. I'm not, not hung up on either one. And when do you feel sexy? You know, I don't always feel sexy. I don't really think of myself as sexy. Mm. I think of myself as being available to pleasure others. Like in a sex object way or just like a service way? Like how does it? A service way. It kind of goes towards my submissive side. So if I'm in a relationship, if I'm having a session, I'd like to be dominated and told what to do and how to pleasure that person and things like that. Amazing. What counts as sex for you? That's wide open. It's, it could start with a kiss and, you know, some groping. Definitely doesn't have to be full penetration. Uh, it doesn't even have to be orgasmic. It could be just, you know, fooling around, finding out about each other, uh, each other's bodies, um, or just having fun together sometimes is, I find sexy. And then when you were growing up, did you get an explicit health and safety conversation or a lesson on consent ever? did not. I lived on a farm when I was young. And so we didn't, we didn't really have those talks or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing about safe sex other than what I could find out on my own through school. Uh, you know, we had the basic, the, the gym teacher would give us a quick, you know, one hour lesson and that would be about it. <laughs> and so anything that you, you found out was, was on your own. You were on your own. And consent would be more coming from respect of other people. So we were brought up, my brothers and sisters were brought up to respect everyone Mm -hmm. and respect their wishes. So if they said something that that they didn't like or they didn't want to do or, 
you know, they disagreed with you, that's fine. Then you would just let it go and not pursue it. It's just more of a respect thing. Yeah. Reflecting on your adult experiences, can you tell us a moment that you remember where there was an explicit, clear yes? So a moment of clear consent that was so fucking hot. <laughs> Actually, it was to me, it wasn't a moment of clear consent. But to the other person, she was trying to hammer it home and I just didn't get it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go back to it was in high school in uh, my senior senior year of high school. I had been dating this this one woman for, for a while, for a couple of years, and then we had broken up. And there was this other girl that was interested in me. So she invited me out. We went to the movies. We met her parents. We went to the movies and came back to her house. And her parents were already in bed. So we came in. She invited me in. And I said, okay, we'll come in. And she says, we'll play a game or something. So we started playing Trivial Pursuit. And it went on forever. For Ever. And then there was one point where I needed one more question to win and I got the question right. And she insisted I got the question wrong and she wouldn't show me the card. And we kept playing for like another half hour, 40 minutes. And finally she says, you know what? She says, you won that game like an hour ago. She says, I've been trying to keep you here. Find a reason to keep you here. Cause I, I want to, I want to fool around with you basically, but you just don't get it. So, Oh, wow. So she was waiting for you to make the... She was waiting for me to make a move, but I was not, I wasn't sure. And yeah. we didn't discuss it. And it's just a lack of communication until the very end of the night. And then after that, we, we decided, okay. I love it. I love it. We started fooling around on the couch. Amazing. And thank goodness <laughs> she said something. I love a woman who can express her desire. Oh my God, yes. that's great. Oh, that's a great share. <laughs> okay, lastly in our intro, what happens to your shame meter when it's I know you have a wife that you've been married to, but for outside partners maybe, if you have to talk about safer sex or how does that safer sex conversation make your shame meter feel and what would those conversations ideally look like for you even if you never had to have one again? They used to be tough. The shame meter used to be like uh, 7 or 8 until I went to a massage parlor and I went with some specific things in mind that I wanted to try out. So that was really hard for me to get that communication out to that person that I wanted to try it with. Yeah. But once the first conversation happened, every other conversation that we've had or I've had with other people about consent or what you want to try uh, has been a lot easier. My shame meter has dropped from like a seven or eight to like a two or a one. That's incredible. Yeah. It was just get over that first one. And it was okay after that. I said, well, what's the worst? And I'm thinking to myself, what's the worst that can happen? She could say, no, okay, big deal. Then move on. Was that the extent of your preparation? Or did you like do anything? Like, did you write a list or did you, how did you get over that hump? I sort of had it in, in my head. And so I thought, oh, and I would drive around, drive around. How am I going to say this? How am I going to say this? And try and figure out how I'm going to communicate that to the, to the person that was there. And I thought, I'm going to look like a fool coming in here. Well, who cares? They don't know me anyway. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I rehearsed it. I kept rehearsing it in my head. Luckily, the person that I came to the first time, she was open to it. Okay. And we had had a session before. It was just a regular massage, but it made it more comfortable. Amazing. 
And it sounds like the boundaries of your marriage allow for some play with other people. Is that accurate? Yes, that's, that's accurate. Yeah. Okay. What needs to be in place there for you and your wife to feel safe? It's basically that she trusts me to be safe with other people. So when I go to the club, it's a very closed community. Okay. So you kind of get to meet the same people over time. They also have a chat line as well that you can chat before you even go to the club to meet them. But then when you get into the club, you, you do everything safely. So there's condoms everywhere. They're like little jars of candy all over, but they're yeah. condoms. Amazing. So, <laughs> so it's fairly safe and she trusts me. Okay. Do they have dental dams or laurels available? I know the sex parties and places I've been don't have anything for oral typically, but I'm just curious what different spaces are like. Yes, they do. Yes. Ah, that's awesome. Okay. Yes. Cool. (laughs) Okay. When do you first remember sex entering your sphere of awareness? It was quite young. And it was basically when I started waking up in the morning with, you know, with a heart on. And I'm like, what is this? trying to figure out what it is. I would tell oh, that feels kind of good. And then I just remember one time I was in the bathtub and I had on some music and I, was, I remember it was the Beatles. I can't remember the name of the song. But I was listening to the song and I had a heart on. So I thought, oh, what if I do this? I started touching myself. And then all of a sudden I, I came and I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? I thought, is this supposed to happen? Because nobody had ever talked. We hadn't had any of that in school at, at that time. So then I figured, oh, I guess I'm, I'm still here. I'm okay. Felt pretty good. So it, that's that's where it kind of started. And then also being on the farm, I sort of started exploring my feelings of doing things that you're really not supposed to do. Like what? Like, you're, you know, you're not supposed to play around in the dirt. Or you're not supposed to get wet with you when you're wearing your clothes and that kind of thing. And so I started feeling if I, have, if I go to the shower and I close it, it feels really good. And it was like an instant, I'd be instantly ready to go to have sex or, or to masturbate. As soon as I stepped in, and just thinking about it sometimes would, would do that for me. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Am I jumping ahead, but is that a connection to splashing for you? Or is yes, it, it is. Okay, it okay. Is a connection. Yes. okay, okay. When did you actually like figure it out that it was a thing? Again, I was on the farm, right? So I had lots of access to like creeks, mud pits. I, I just remember I, there was this one place I, w- I was walking along, you know, in the in the cornfield, and there was this big open space in the cornfield. It had a huge mud pit in it, so the corn wouldn't grow because it was too muddy. And I thought, oh, this kind of looks kind of cool. And I, I took my shoes off and I started walking through the mud, and I thought, oh, this feels really good. I used to do that too. I'm like, maybe I would like, okay, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then I just continued on and, and got down in the mud. And I thought, oh, wow. I got all of a sudden instant hard on and just started rolling around in the mud and then masturbating while I was lying in the middle of this mud pit. And I thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> so I would go out and start planning these things. So I would take a bag of clothes and go out, making sure there was place to wash up nearby, like creek or something or a yeah. hose and, yeah. and, and go and do this every once in a while and that's kind of where that, that aspect of splashing started so. it's like origins and natural splashing yes 
When did you realize that it was not just you feeling good and coming out in nature? Like, when did you realize there was, like, more to it sexually or that there's kind of a... And and actually, can you share your understanding of sploshing now for people who maybe are like, what is this word? Yeah, so basically the air quotes uh, definition of sploshing would be for someone who likes food, either poured on them or to wrestle in food or put food on someone else and, and basically it gets them excited and horny and you take it from there or you can just do the sploshing. You can do it naked. You can do it fully clothed or you can start fully clothed and then end up naked. And there's a whole community out there online that you can, you just type in sploshing, which is the things that you would see. I find it pretty hot. That's amazing. I'm going to go back to the formative years. So, so again, I was just saying I was, I was doing all this is the, the masturbation and, and that kind of thing. And so when I met my second girlfriend, the one that uh, tried to tell me that, you know, she wanted me to stay and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We sort of were into the same kind of things. Okay. How old were you when you met? I was probably 17. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of in the same thing. She liked being wet in her clothes as well. So it kind of led to we would go to the beach together, not have a bathing suit, just jump in the water or throw each other in and splash around and around and, and it was pretty pretty cool and there was there was even the one time we went out to a movie and, and she said my grandmother's away at the cottage so i've got to go check her house so let's go over to her house so we went over to her house and, and she immediately grabbed me threw me into the shower turned on the water and we did it right there in the shower in our clothes and ripped off our clothes and then we had of course, we had to put them in the washing machine in the dryer and we sat around naked for a couple of hours while we waited for that. <laughs> we were kind of into the same things, but we never explored sploshing because I never knew it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm curious about. I don't even remember when I first thought of it as a thing. I think I might have probably seen it online. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I was probably watching videos of mud wrestling and that kind of thing, and then it came up. And I thought, well, that kind of sounds interesting but i didn't really explore that until later in life okay. okay so was that the focus of your turn on or were you doing other like splosh less things in your teenage years as well no we were we were doing other splosh less things as, as well <laughs> we were doing our, all of the normal you know we would have sex in the, in the park or i remember the one time we were at a road stop outside of town the windows were pretty steamy and the police actually came, knocked on the window. They kind of knew what we were doing, but they did ask her, are you okay? okay. Is everything good? And she says, yeah, 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 yeah. We're just, you know, <laughs> and uh, checking for alcohol. And they said, okay. And then the last thing that the police officer said when they left was carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any like formative details that you remember from like learning partnered body things or learning about your own body in terms of giving or receiving during those early years that stand out for you? Not so much about my own body other than exploring things as I was mastering it. But when I met this other girl, she was much more open, much more open to sex. And she would allow me to explore her body and try things. And the whole time we would be doing something, she would say, little bit to the left or you know this is good or nice. i don't like that that kind of thing so so it was kind of a learning Helpful. experience for yeah. both of us yeah and as another story i remember we were camping one time in the summertime i was outside setting up the camp and she was inside 
getting everything ready inside the tent. And then I all of a sudden I hear her screaming. And she's like, a spider, a spider, come and get the spider. And so I ran to the tent, opened it up and got in. And basically there was no spider. She was standing there naked. <laughs> I like her. And, she, and she's like, let's go. <laughs> so we went right into it and, and did it right there. And and this was a campsite that was kind of like a compact. There was like people all around us. Yeah. So we had to sort of be quiet, but Aww. I'm just glad that nobody came along to see if she was okay when she started screaming about the spider. <laughs> so what was like the next in your unfolding? Like you, okay, so those are like teenage years. Like she sounds teenage great. Years, yeah. yeah. We finished high school together and then uh, we worked for about six months and then we saved up some money and we decided to go to Europe together. Mm. So we went traveling I don't know, for, we were in the midst of traveling. It was about a month and a half, traveling all over Europe, doing the normal things. And I, I remember specifically we were in Amsterdam. And we had landed on the plane in Amsterdam. And we just got to the train from the airport to the middle of the city, got off the train. And we were so tired, we just looked for the first place we could go to. And we found this room above a bar, so we stayed in there and sort of recovered. And we came downstairs for breakfast, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, where are we? And the, the people in there, they're so strange looking. Like there were transvestites. There was this lady, she must have been 65 years old in a mini dress and a shiny gold top. And it was like, oh my gosh, where are we? And we figured out later we were in the middle of the red light district because that's near the train station. But the people there were fantastic. And I thought, this is a good start for our trip. <laughs> And they're so open and you walk down the streets and of course you see the ladies in the windows. We were, we were doing all that. So rather than do the usual touristy things, we were going around doing other things. Yeah. To make a long story short, we were there for about a month and a half. And then uh, we met people over there. We parted with, and then she ended up taking off with some other guy. So that, that kind of broke my heart. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like in Europe, like she was just like, bye. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What did you do? I just kept on with the trip. Okay. <laughs> I said, well, I've got everything I need. I'll just continue on. I worked in England for a few months, met another girl there. She was pretty athletic. She was a jogger. So she was training for a half marathon. So I decided, okay, that sounds good to me. I get to follow her around and hang out. So <laughs> ended up doing that and entered the half marathon and finished it. And <laughs> Wow! Never done another race since, but well, you don't you don't need to. But did you notice a difference between meeting American versus European ladies, and how how was it to be? Yeah, much more open in Europe. So I remember, I, like, I would be on the train traveling from one city to the next, and always, if I was alone, I would just meet somebody mm. right off the bat, and they'd be so, "Oh, where are you from?" And you know, I, I remember this one lady in particular. She was probably about my mother's age. And she started chatting and then we had uh, dinner together and she says, well, where are you going? I said, well, I don't really have a destination in mind. She says, well, why don't you come over to my place and stay for a week? And so I did that. Amazing. <laughs> it was a very good week because we had sex pretty much every day, but just more open and, yeah. and found out she was a nurse. So I'd hang out at her house and go do my thing and come back at night and, and do our thing. But eventually I, I had to go. Yeah. 
Also, I want to edit my question because you're Canadian, not American, and I was being America-centric. Yes. I'm curious also when you realized that you were attracted to dudes, too. Was it in Europe because of the openness, or is that more recent? That's more recent. I'm finding that some of the things I'm trying are good, but I want to go further. I wanted to go further. Yeah. And so then I started thinking about, what if I try that and see how it felt? And if it feels good, well, then I'll keep trying it. So that's kind of where that led. Okay. It wasn't like, oh, I'm attracted to dudes or anything like that. I just, maybe it sounds hot to me. So let's explore that and see where it takes. Okay. So how long were you in Europe for? Like what else happened in your like 20s, 30s? Like when, when did you meet your wife? It was about a year I was in Europe and then I came back home. Oh, just just as a, as an afterthought, my parents did not like the girl that I went to Europe with. Oh, okay. They were totally against her. They got a bad vibe or something. So I ended up living with her parents for six months before we left. Mm. I didn't meet my wife until about five years after that. So I was kind of doing the, the dating scene after that and working. Was it a sexy dating scene or what was dating like for you in that time period? It was kind of vanillish, you know, go to the movies, maybe have sex, maybe not, have a couple of drinks. And, and, and then that kind of thing it was kind of the, the normal day-to-day dating. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't anything exciting at that time. And then I met my wife, who I love very, very much. And uh, we started doing things. We never did anything outrageous. She was never into that. I, I brought it up several times. She was never into it. So I just said, okay, that's fine. But of course, there's more qualities about her that just put her above everyone else that I've met before. So I'm not going to let that hang up a great thing. Uh, We did try splashing once. Okay. What kind? Like, what was the circumstance? Did you put down a tarp? No. um, I talked to her about it for probably months leading up to it. She gives me no, no. And then one day she finally said, okay, let's try it out. And she says, I don't want anything on me. I'll just do it to you and we'll see how I like it. And I said, okay. So we went in the bathtub because that's easy for cleaning. Okay. So I sat in the bathtub. I had on some clothes. I had some underwear and a t-shirt. And she basically took, I think it was bananas and eggs. So she mashed a banana in my hair, dropped some eggs in my, in my underwear. And then maple syrup I find is really, really good. Ooh, I would do maple syrup. Eggs weird me out more than a banana. I, that's so yeah. funny. And she just poured it all over, <sighs> dumped the whole bottle on my head. And, and I found it oh, like instant, instant hard on. And then, and then I ended up masturbating in front of her. And, 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 and that was pretty much it. But she didn't want to pursue it anymore. Didn't do anything for me, she said, basically. So. Okay. That's amazing that she tried it with you, though. And it was, yes. Can I ask you specific questions? Sure. Like sure. of bananas, eggs, maple syrup, is there like a hierarchy of like texture deliciousness for you? Or is it like the combination and just the mess of all of it? Or is it something I can't even understand? It's the combination and the mess of everything. Okay. So, you know, things like you're not supposed to do that. Don't yeah. get messy. Don't play with your food. Yeah. Don't get raw eggs on you. Don't get raw eggs on you. I God. Don't play with my food. I'm going to play with This is the best thing I find anyway. Wow. The first few times I tried it, I would try it on my own. So I would basically splash myself. And this kind of went into, uh, I like to see uh, someone wearing tights. 
leggings, tights, tight clothes. So then I started wearing those as well when I did my splashing sessions. Cool. So I thought, well, this is, this is going to be kind of cool. There was one time I actually, I got two Big Macs from McDonald's and I had a bra on and I stuck them in as, as my boots. That was just the start. That's so fun and creative. <laughs> yeah. And then I had some pantyhose on, which I filled with like baked beans. Like inside the legs or where? Inside, where? The, inside the legs, inside the legs, down the pants. Did you squish them then or was oh, it yeah. just like lumpy? Oh, yeah. Okay, you squish them. It was Do you leave the down. clothes on? That's so cool. Yes. It's like making refried beans in your leg or in your tights. In your, in your, in your tights, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, of course, the hamburgers need more ketchup. So I started splashing that all over the place. Yeah. That was the one time. I, so I used to do that, you know, on my own every mm-hmm. once in a while when there was nobody around and I had a chance to clear up. One thing I found really, really hot was mashed potatoes. So I boiled up this big box of instant mashed potatoes and made them. I had to let them cool a long time. Okay, that, was my, that was my number one question. I was like, how hot were they? The first time I didn't let them cool enough and it was, oh my gosh, it was so hot. Oh, like God. I have to stop. So I learned after that, put them in the fridge for a while, let them cool down and then try it. So they're still warm, but they feel so good in, in a pair of leggings and you just drop them in your pants and swimming in mashed potatoes basically cool yeah it felt so so good and usually it wouldn't take long for me to start grabbing myself and masturbating and session would be over and then, then you've got the cleanup so yeah. the cleanup's a bit of a pain yeah uh, yeah <laughs> and then sometimes I, I would just look in the fridge see what what's what's in the fridge what can i use okay well i can do this and then i also found ice cream works really well mm. Some of the big box stores, they have the big buckets of ice cream, oh, party yeah. size ice cream. So you just leave that out for a day, let it melt, and then just dump it. Oh, dump okay. It. I was going to say that seems very cold. Okay. okay. Yeah. But yeah. then I was imagining also like sensation play of like warm, not too hot, warm mashed potatoes, scoop of ice cream back and forth, and then oh, getting yeah. it mixed. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you, could do, you could do that as well. Have you done like cakes or frosting, like cupcake? Like I would want to smash cupcakes on someone. <laughs> yes. Cakes. Pies are really good as well. Oh, yes. Yes. I've heard about that. Pumpkin pie. Mm. It's a good one. Not so much whipped cream. I just don't enjoy the smell of it. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. You have to get the non-dairy one to get away from the smell. Okay. For the most part, it was just myself on my own until I tried the one time with my wife. Oh, okay. So is it something that you would ever maybe pursue outside support for or is it like something you want to do with someone you're connected to it would have to be someone i'm connected okay got it i i have gone outside board as well so this one worker this one lady that i've met we've had a couple of sessions together so the first time we met she did uh it was more of a domineering session so we talked for like 20 minutes beforehand on what i wanted her to do to me and she was completely willing and completely able to do it and fantastic so so basically she pegged me and whipped me beat me with the while she's pegging me she would do that as well wow what kind of beatings it was like a flat leather belt okay Ooh. oh yeah okay so it was pretty good and she had the small whips with the little pieces on the end so so that was really good then i i inquired about splashing with her and she she had no idea what it was i explained what it was and, and what it would involve and she says, yeah, I'm willing to try that. So we had to set everything up properly. This is when we had we had the tarps down and everything. Yes. <laughs> and a tarp path to the shower. 
get ready. And so what she did is she actually dressed me up beforehand. She gave me a bra and some panties to wear and some pantyhose. And she put a gag on my mouth. It was a gag that had a, like a ring because she, she fed me the dildo. Hot. As well. That's so fun. And so basically that session, we started off with pies. So we had cream pies, like chocolate cream and mm-hmm. coconut cream. We let them melt for a little bit because they're okay. pretty cold. Pies and maple syrup. Basically, she would smash me with the pies and I would smash her with the pies. And I thought she was going to explode right there. She's like, oh my God, this is so, feels so good. And, you know, pies on the boobs, rub all over pies in the ass. Wow. And it was fantastic. We had a great session and then she pie me in the ass and then fuck me in the ass. And then she, she took a few pictures that she kept for herself, which was fine with me because she really enjoyed it and wanted to do it again. So we did it a, a few more times. The second time we had peanut butter and chocolate sauce. Oh, that sounds so fun. And basically I, I said to her, I said, well, you know, peanut butter is supposed to be really good for your hair. So I said, I want you to wash my hair with peanut butter. <laughs> and we had a big, tub of peanut butter and she just completely covered everything that's really cool peanut butter. and i did it the same to her as well it takes a long time to get off i was gonna ask that i was like how the fuck do you get it out like oh yeah like what <laughs> it comes off pretty good with hot water okay and, okay and there's not much of a smell and then your hair does really does, yeah. shine for the next week or so <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah Wow. Would you ever want to, this is just a fantasy question that has popped into my head. Would you ever want to get frosted like a cake? Yes. Because like, as when you were saying, because you know how people get like buried in the sand, but I don't like the feeling of sand, but I like have this vision of like turning you into a cake and then like, yes. but then like maybe mushing on a person or rolling around as a cake. Maybe you're a cake monster, a hidden surprise, and then you come out of the cake to surprise the birthday person. Well, one of the fantasies that I would have is, is basically have a cake baked around me, like and then the frosting covered, and then just have people come in, like a whole bunch of people come in and start eating the cake. With their faces like an animal. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh, that's a great fantasy. (laughs) That could happen. I mean, we'd have to put the cake around you. That could totally happen. Oh my gosh. How long do you think you could sit still? We'd have to make a way for you to pee. Well, okay. Not every fantasy has to become reality right now, but I do try to figure stuff out. And, and so we, we've done uh, several splashing sessions, but the one time we really liked it was when we got dressed up. So she put on a nice dress and nice clothes, and I put on a, a dress shirt and a tie and pants. And, and uh, we came in and we had a whole dinner for the session. We had we started off with some soup, pea soup, and just continued on soup, pasta, and then we moved on to dessert, pies, chocolate sauce, maple syrup, everything. We're like, that was a huge mess. <sighs> <laughs> wow. And just roll around, rip the clothes off each other. And it was it was fantastic. That's amazing. That's so I'm I love that you have like so much enjoyment and experience enjoying this thing. I love that you discovered these like sensations. Are you this sensory oriented in the rest of your life? Yeah, I think so. If it feels good to me, I like to do it. And yeah. I just love the feeling of that's so cool. I don't think we've ever, ever had sex. We'll masturbate or pleasure each other, but we've never had penetrative sex. It could be part of it, but then you've got to be careful as well when you're covered in food. (laughs) My number one thought with frosting is just like, but how do I not get a yeast infection? You know, that's why I'm like, okay, buy in the asshole, wipe it off. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. yeah. So I would smear the peanut butter in the crack of her ass. Yeah. Yeah. And then pour the chocolate sauce over top. And it was just like a wonderful peanut butter cup. That's amazing. When you go out to restaurants sometimes, do you ever look at the food and like wish you could just smash it or splash it? Sometimes, sometimes. If I know we're having a session, I would think about, okay, what can we do this time? What's something we can try out, uh, something different in terms of the food we're smashing on each other? And so sometimes we won't tell each other what we're doing and we'll just show up with it. And she finds that hot. That's so fun. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about the power play stuff that you mentioned exploring and liking? As I said, I like being told what to do Mm -hmm. because I guess in my life, it's opposite for me. I have a lot of control. I'm sort of a control freak, but I I like to to let go and I want someone else to do the thinking for me and do the, you know, tell me what to do and make me do things that maybe I don't want to do. You mean like don't want, like with air quotes? Yeah, air quotes. (laughs) Just for podcast people, go, go, go. Yeah. They can't see your cute Uh, little smile. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And the thing is when I, when I go to her, sometimes I have to be careful. I always have to bring a change of clothes because I never know what she's come up with so there was one time i came in oh she gave me some instructions she says drink lots of water before you come and come in so i did that and i came in and i said she says are you all set to go and i said yeah what are we doing today i said whatever happens i have to go to the washroom first i said i really gotta go and she says well then just go and i'm like what do you mean she said just go i want you to go right now i said okay i started taking my clothes off and she's no 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 she says, keep everything on and just go. <laughs> and I'm, like, Are you? I'm like, okay. I'm like, it took a while to get up the nerve to do it. But then I did it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so wow. And then she instructed me to lie down. And then she did the same thing on top of me. And basically peed in my face. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so hot. And then from there on, it was just like roll around in the shower and clean up. Was that your first experience with golden shower esque? Does that count as a shower? Golden spread? No, it was <laughs> golden spread. Soap? It wasn't the, no, it wasn't my first time. I think she knew I was interested in it because we had talked about it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked about things that uh, that I want to do and what she likes and, and what are off. So I had done it before with someone else. I went into the place and I said I want to be peed on. And so this lady and she was quite domineering. She was she was kind of mean, which was good. <laughs> yell at me and degrade me and she actually started choking me as well while she peed on me wow. <laughs> oh my god although i never went back to her it was enjoyable for me mm-hmm. that's kind of the first experience i had with that that's a big first experience yes <laughs> <laughs> well other, other than you know doing it while i'm standing in the shower with my clothes on them yeah, oh, yeah. The i said well i'm in the shower anyway i'll just yeah. go ahead and do it <laughs> Is that something that you would want to explore more or do you feel like you've gotten the parts of it that are interesting to you out of the way or is there is there more there that you would want to experience? I think I've gotten for the golden showers. I, I think that's pretty much where, where I'm going to go with that. I don't think there's anything else. I, I kind of miss the spot about my splashing. What really got me into it or what, what I was thinking? Because I, I would say I would go and find these mud puddles and splash around in the mud puddles. So when I was older and married, I found out about this race. And they call it Mud Hero. So you go around, it's an obstacle course with these different obstacles and you'd have to roll through mud and crawl on the ground and climb over these rope ladders and that kind of thing. I thought, this sounds really good. This sounds something I could be into. 
So I I signed up and I went on my own. I didn't tell anybody I was going. I just went and did it. And they sort of said, you know, you can dress up in costume or whatever. Mm -hmm. Most people just wear shorts and a t-shirt. I said, well, I wore long pants and a dress shirt. And I thought, ah, this, what the hell? I'll just go and do it. And I I found it. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so the next year I took my wife and we both did it. She was dressed in a t-shirt and shorts, and I got the full dress suit on and went through the whole race. And so with my partner that does the sploshing with me, she's like, tell me all about this race. Where can I sign up? And but because of COVID, they haven't had it for a while. So we're hoping next year she'll be able to sign up and try because she wants to do it. That's so cool. I would love to hear also a little bit more about group sex. You mentioned being into it. Is that something that you like want to do more of or have experienced or speak to that for us a little bit? Yeah. So again, I was doing the sploshing sessions and, and want to explore a little further. And I said, well, what could I do? And I heard about this club from somebody and I thought, well, maybe I'll go and I'll, I'll try it out. So I signed up and bought a membership and went in and I thought, what am I going to do? So there's places in the club where you can be clothed and there's places where you can be naked or you can wear a towel or, or whatever. Well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. So I'll just go, got naked went to the bar and sat down. And well, the first time I went, not much happened. I was pretty nervous. So I just sat, basically talked to the bartender, chatted with some people, kind of got the lay of the land of the club, how it works, how everything works. And, and a lot of it is, has to do with consent. So they have these rooms that are private rooms. So if the door's closed, you don't approach, you stay away. If the door's open, you can inquire and go in. If there's nobody there, it's a free-for-all. You can go into the room. Okay. And then they have these larger areas where they have these huge beds, basically everybody for themselves out there. And they have a dance floor in another area in a bar. They call it the library, and it's got all the uh, dungeon stuff in there. Okay. Got uh, St. Andrew's Cross and glory holes and, and all kinds of stuff in there. So, okay. so the second time I went, again, I was naked, and uh, I thought, oh, just walk around. I walked into the area where all the sex happens, and there was another guy with me. We were kind of beside each other. There was a door that was open and there was a couple inside. They were going at it in the room, in the private room. And so this guy walked up to the door and asked if he could go inside. They looked at him and they said, okay, yeah, you can come in. And so I was right behind him. I thought, this is my chance. So I walked over and I said, do you mind if I come in as well? They said, yeah, no, come on in. More the merrier. So that was my first experience with group sex. And I was really nervous. So I was kind of watching what was going on and, the one guy was watching the husband and wife go at it together, and then they would stop and he would both start pleasuring the woman, uh, sucking on her breasts, fingering her. And then this guy that I came in with was starting to get really hard. And I thought, this is kind of interesting. I said, I can't believe I'm going to ask this, but I asked him, I said, do you mind if I touch them? And he's like, yeah, no, okay, go ahead. So I, I grabbed him and I started stroking him cupping his balls and I said, do you mind if I kiss it, lick it? He goes, nope. And so I just dove right in and started licking and sucking. That's kind of where that started. That was the first first time. I had done it with, of course, dildos before, uh-huh. but this is the first time with a live person. How was it for you? It was exciting. Cool. I found it really hot. It got me so hot right away. Amazing. And that whole experience in that room, it was like, Touching, feeling everybody, grabbing, sucking. And it ended up 
the husband was on one of her boobs. I was on the other one. So hot. The other guy was was going at her, and then she had a hand on her husband's cock and a hand on mine, and, and sort of whacked us off at the same time, and, and we just sort of dumped it all over her. <laughs> That's amazing. Such a great way to say it. <laughs> when everything got, we had a conversation, we laughed and, and showered up and, and left, and I thought, wow. I got to do that again. Awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. It sounds like a great swingers club. Was it like your first try finding one or did you like have to search for community? First try. What that good was fortune. The first try. Yes, it was very lucky. And then they have theme nights as well. So I, I decided, okay, well, they had this theme night. It was called Tea Tuesdays. So trans, any gender, whatever you decide to define yourself as, mm-hmm. that's their night. So I thought, well, I'll go. I'll try it out. So I put on some stockings and, and a bra and some panties, and I went to the side of the bar, had a few oh. drinks. And looking around, I thought, "Oh, this is this is kind of weird. I don't know." <laughs> I said, "This is this could be good, or it could turn out to a total flop." And then I went out, and it was getting kind of busy in the bar area. So I thought, "I'll go into the other room." There didn't seem to be anybody there where all the sex happens because it was early in the evening. So I went out, sort of sat on a couch having my quiet drink and this guy in a dress comes out sits right down beside me and grabs me and starts feeling me up and i'm like okay i said this could be good so i started grabbing him doing the same thing feeling him up the next thing you know we're on one of the giant beds and we were kind of rolling around feeling each other up and then he started sucking on my cock and wow <laughs> this is good and then so the next thing is he wanted reciprocation. I said, no, no problem. So he laid down and I got down on my knees and I started doing it back. And then I kind of looked up around and there was like 20 people. <laughs> How was it for you being watched? I loved it. Okay. I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. It made it even more hot. Oh, wow. <laughs> have you gone back and like done more dress up nights since or was that just your first experience doing that is it something that you were like into no that was the first time i i had done that i haven't gone back to dress up since i wouldn't mind trying it again i just the opportunity hasn't been there and then there was another time i was at the club as well and i sort of chatted with these people online and all of a sudden this one woman goes she says i need some subs for tonight and i'm like i signed up right away yeah. <laughs> Great. Said, okay where and when and she said the date and Unfortunately, it was just me and one other person that came, one other guy that came. So he was late getting to the club. So we met where the dance floor was and sat down. And I explained to her, I said, I'm kind of nervous. I'm not sure. I've never met you before. And so we just started chatting. And then the next thing you know, she's all over me, rubbing me, kissing me, and we're making out in front of like the whole club. They're all watching us do this thing on the couch. And then the guy showed up and we started the whole thing over again, conversation. And then she says, we should get going because, uh, you know, it's going to fill up pretty quick. So we need to get going. we got to get a room. So we went into the private room. She shut the door. She didn't want anybody else. In. And the three of us, we, we had, like, it was like an hour and a half. It was fantastic. We did lots of sucking. Um, she's like, get him ready. Get him hard for me. So I started sucking him, sucking the balls, getting him hard. And then she's like, okay, now you get him ready. And she just kind of watches and direct us on, mm-hmm. on what to do with each other. And then she had known this guy before. So they had a little routine. And he had things that he wanted her to do. 
And so he basically bent over on the bed. And I, she says, no, you can just, you can watch, you can participate, just watch what I'm going to do. And she got his ass ready, looped him up. And I'm like, what are you going to do? And she says, I'll put my fist in there. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it took about 20 minutes to get him wide enough, but she had her whole fist. And you the got the front row seat. I had the front row seat. I'm like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> And she says, oh, no. And she says, this takes a lot of practice. Wow. <laughs> but the whole time while she's getting him, opening him up, and getting him ready, and she's like, now you go over to the to his head. She says, he's got to be working while I'm doing this. <gasps> she made him give me a blowjob while she's doing this whole thing. Amazing. There were times when I would, when I feel like was going to get close, so I would tap him on the shoulder and then it would stop. Okay. Because you don't want to come too early yeah 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 so he would stop and then i would just take a step back inside of what she was doing we were going on for so long and he eventually came when i was giving him a blowjob of course he had a condom on so, mm -hmm. and then uh, she asked me if i wanted to come into him from behind and i said well i've never done that i don't think i'm comfortable with that so she was fine with that and then he had to leave early so he, he would have to go to the shower so it was just the two of us in the room and i thought we were done we were She's like, no, 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 we're not done yet. And uh, she says, it's my turn. <laughs> so so I spent the next 40 minutes pleasuring her. Wow. And it ended up, I had my basically my whole hand in her vagina. And she was screaming because she would direct me on how to, where to go. And what, like, I thought I was always pretty good, but I've never done it like that That's far so inside. Cool. And she was screaming, and, it, and it's kind of weird because the rooms are the rooms, but the walls don't go to the ceiling, so yeah. they're kind of open at yeah. the top. So everybody, you could hear everything. everything. Wow! And at the end, when she finally came, she says, "Okay, now it's your turn." And she finished me off with a blowjob, and then we came out of the room, and all these people are looking at the room and like, "What the heck?" <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool to be the person walking out of that room. Oh my god. Yeah, she made me feel really good. Then we spent uh, a couple more, about another half hour at the bar just chatting after we cleaned up. And then uh, we just sort of walked around the club watching other people. Oh, my gosh. So apparently, she was quite popular because she pretty much knew everybody that was there. I'm like, she says, you, you've met this person because you've chatted with them online. And I'm like, oh, now I put a name to the face. Beautiful. What wonderful community. Yeah. I have a question for you about assholes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned being pegged and also mentioned not being ready to come in that guy's ass. Are you interested in giving anal at all? Or is it more of a like just playing with your own butthole pleasures or kind of where, where do you fall on that spectrum? It's kind of more playing with my own. I wouldn't mind trying it, but I, I don't know if I could keep it hard long enough because I, I don't know. I probably have some kind of subconscious hangups around that. Okay. I have no problem if a guy's giving me a blowjob. That's just easy because it just mm -hmm. feels good. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I've never done anal with a woman either. So okay. maybe that's where part of the hangup is. Maybe it's not gender specific. Maybe oh, just, okay. I, yeah. Are you saying that you think you would come fast or get soft because it is? Nervous? I think I would get soft. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> important yeah. to know. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense if you're not experienced with an asshole. Okay. But also from the perspective of like dirtiness could be a big turn on. Yes, it could be a big turn on. That's part of what does it for me. And I think that's something that I, I might want to explore. Mm. I just have to find out. 
fine. The right person. The right, the right in. The yes. right. Right. Yes. <laughs> the right introduction. Yes. <laughs> cool. What other like physical details? Did we skip over any parts of your body? I know we didn't like focus on your penis, but we we have been focusing on texture and sensation and feeling. But what else about your like physical sexy specifics do we need to know? Oh, the neck is is a big turn on for me. The ears, if mm-hmm. someone's blowing in my ear, is huge for me. I, I just love kissing mm-hmm. as well. That's a big turn on for me. I think that goes back to my high school days because we would spend so much time just kissing and making out, and that. it was just something that I remember and something that I, that I always I think of as being very sexy. Totally. Well, I feel like most people I talk to who are into sensations and like sensory play, like that's a big part of it, like the physical aspect. I really relate to that anyway. And just exploring another person's body. Yeah. Um, I could spend an hour just, you know, moving over and kissing everything and licking everything and, yeah. and touching. And the whole time you're doing that, you, ha- you have to communicate. Does this, how does this feel to you? Or, you know, does this do anything for you? Does it make you hot? Or is it something that you want to continue with? And that kind of thing. So the biggest thing is, is communication. So when I would meet with the, the person for the splashing sessions or any other sessions, sometimes I would go a day or so ahead or we text each other and just talk about the session coming up. Mm. You know, what are we doing? And I just find that so hot in yeah. itself. Sometimes it's anticipation leading up to it. Oh my gosh, the whole day. Like when I have an actual date planned and I know that it's going to have fucking in it, just everything is a turn on leading up to it. Yeah. For me, you know, someone else grabbing my cock is not big turn on it doesn't have to grab you can be just touch or like feather run your fingers over even my stomach so i know my wife and i we are making love she'll just come along and just brush her hand along my stomach and Mm. oh my god stop that and then uh, of course the whole grabbing of the balls and that kind of i know people have been turned on by people licking someone's ass it's not a big thing for me i don't know I've had it done, but it doesn't really get me hot. Okay. I like doing it to other people, but it's not a thing for me. Yeah, I get that. I have days where I'm like, yes. And then I have days where I'm like, oh, I'm, uh, that's my spot. Okay. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I've been in both places. How is it for you to receive when you're not necessarily in a power dynamic role? So for me as a submissive, I'm projecting here, it's much easier for me to receive when I'm being submissive because I'm like, okay. And then sometimes when I'm with a partner who isn't necessarily holding power over me consensually, shall we say, then sometimes I'm like, body, I have to, and it's a little bit more effort for me to be present with them and receive. Does that question make sense? It kind of does, although that doesn't happen to me. That's what I'm curious about. Okay. Yeah. If it's a non-power dynamic, like if we're kind of on equal footing, it's kind of like a give and take. So the thing about that is it's not always one person doing the giving for a while and then switch to the other person. It's kind of a mix of both. Mm-hmm. So give some and then receive some and give some and receive some. And it goes, kind of goes back and forth that way for when, when I, I do it with my wife or, or someone in a, in a non-power relationship. But in a power relationship, it's more that person is just giving you all the instructions. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't mind that. I love that. Totally. I'm like you. I experience it as very relaxing. I find it very relaxing. I mean, the one time she actually tied me up to the chair and uh, she had all of the foodstuffs ready to go and I was sitting in my clothes. She was just basically trashing me with everything that was there. 
and just dumping it on me. You know, I, I was a mess from head to toe. And then ended up, she brought up this huge cake. She told me to lay down on the ground. She put the cake on my face. And then she sat in the cake and then wiggled around on my face. And then she started eating the cake. And I'm like, oh. That's so fun and cool. <laughs> and I think I came right there. I don't really think she touched. I didn't touch myself. She didn't touch me. That's amazing. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, so it sounds like your orgasms, it sounds like you can wait for them for a while if you need to, but it also sounds like they can just happen when you're like, let yourself, arousable-wise. Can you tell us a little bit about your, how you understand your orgasms? It depends. I don't know. I don't think I can wait. It sounds like I can, but I have to actually pull away. Pull back. But that's a form of waiting. It's like, like when I used to get edge, I'd be like, mercy, because you know, you get to that edge. And so, so knowing when to pull back is part of waiting, I think. Yes. Yes. So I can do that all night. I can just pull back and then continue on the person because I I just love giving more than sometimes more than receiving. Okay. Is that part of your vanilla switch abilities? Like when you, because you are giving, maybe that's part of, it's just a psychological thing with the giving and the receiving. I'm just obsessed about it right now because I'm yeah. not in a dynamic and I'm dating and I'm like, am I thinking too much in vanilla things? Maybe. <laughs> it could be. Same with my wife. We'll have sex. Sometimes we won't even have penetrative sex and mm-hmm. I'll just pleasure her and then that'll be it. And then she'll say, do you want anything? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. Amazing. Are there any specific turn-offs that you have? We haven't discussed them. don't know if I have any specific turn-offs. Okay. Basically, I'll try anything once just to see how it feels. If it feels good, I'll continue. If not, well, I tried it. <laughs> Scratch it off the list. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, what about, I'm just going to list some things and you tell me if any of these like spark your interest or things you engage with. Sexting, nudes, and sex dreams. In terms of, of sexting and sending I don't do that I prefer to do it in per like you know meet somebody in per- I'm not gonna send nudes to somebody okay. or, or anything like that because it's just not my thing what about receiving them well I guess you're in a partnership where that doesn't make as much I mean your wife no. Puts- <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never received one and if I did I think it would just be like okay yeah that's nice yeah 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 for me it's more the touching and the being in the moment and present yeah. as opposed to looking at a picture, even porn. I've looked at it. I was never big into it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. other than maybe get some ideas. That's it's so funny because I, I noticed such a split between people who are very visually stimulated or auditorial and mentally stimulated. And then those of us who are like, just touch me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, nothing beats a hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about sex dreams? Have you had any? Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of times I would, when I go to bed, that'd be the thing I would be thinking about when I fell asleep. It's, mm. it's, you know, dreaming about, you know, doing something, having sex, or being tied up and being made to do something that I didn't want to do or that kind of thing. And I would go to bed dreaming about that and think about it. But in terms of being totally asleep and then having a dream about sex, Maybe a handful of times. It doesn't happen often. I wouldn't mind if it happened more often. But when I was younger, it would happen more often. So I'd wake up and all of a sudden, oh my God, what happened? (laughs) 
I really just wonder what the whole world would be like if we all woke up from like a sex dream every day. I know we can't control our dreams and all that, but I'm just like, if we can't have real getting laid. I think they would be a lot nicer to each other. <laughs> or if there was like a daily masturbation, not a mandate, yes. but an encouragement recommendation. The Surgeon General recommends a certain amount of masturbations a week. Pretty much. I, w- I used to do that all the time. First thing you go have a shower. Well, okay, yeah, let's do some masturbation. And it was almost a daily thing. And now it's kind of, as I've gotten older, it's down to every other day. Still pretty good. But, but it's still pretty good, yeah. Are there other parts of your submissive self that you haven't yet explored but want to? Yeah, I think so. Probably more in terms of being submissive in front of a group. Hmm. So, uh, as I said to the, at this club, they have all of these items in, in the one room, the St. Andrew's Cross, the Glory Hole, and that kind of thing. And, and we just love if someone you know, strap me up into one of these things and, and just had the group come along and wail on me or, or do something. I've actually talked about my sploshing partner about going to the club and, and just having her put a leash on me and just walk me around. And, and if you see someone that you want me to give a blowjob to, order me to do it or bring me into the glory hole and I'll sit there for an hour uh, based on your instructions or whatever. We haven't done that yet, but that's something that I'm, I would like to explore a bit more. Have you ever been on either side of a glory hole? Yes. <gasps> on the receiving. So I was being received. It was at okay. the club too. So. How big is the hole? Because what if you get cut on the edges? <laughs> is it oh, cushioned? It's, it's cushioned. It's okay. a completely cushioned hole. It's fairly large. Okay. But you can't see inside. It's large enough so that you can, and it's dark inside, so you can't see who's on the other side. Okay. Do balls fit through or do they stay on no. the other side? Okay. No, okay. they would stay on. Stay on your side unless you had really small balls. I want to make like a keyhole shaped one so that there's. You could, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, there's a code. So if the glory hole has a towel hanging outside of it, that means there's somebody there waiting. So you would walk up, give a tug in the towel, and and drop your pants. The thing is, you don't know who's on the other side. Yeah. You don't know if it's male or female on the other side. Great. It's a way to bring us all together. Exactly. So to <laughs> me, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> low job, is low job. Is there anything else about your sex life, either stories or details that we don't know yet, that we need to know about you? I've had a lot of periods where not much has happened, and then I've had some where a lot has happened, especially recently. Even with even with COVID, the, uh, the club scene hasn't happened until after COVID. So that was the big thing about the club. They wouldn't let you in unless you were totally, completely vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It was a big thing for me, yeah. so it made it safer. But I, thinking about the club, I think going back, and I, I used to, even when I was dating my current wife, so we would go camping with friends and all the time, and I would always love to go skinny dipping in the lake and, yeah. and you know, exhibitionism thing. Do. And, and she wouldn't be quite as into it as I was. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's kind of where the inkling started that I, that's, something I'd want to explore. There was one regret I had. Again, it was in high school. We were at a party. I actually, this is in between my two girlfriends. So I was at a party by myself and this other couple came up to me and said, you want to come to our house? I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. And she goes, come to our house. You have to be naked as soon as you walk in the door because we, we like to be naked. They wanted to do a threesome, basically, is what she was trying to say to me. And I just at that time, it wasn't something I had thought about. And I said, I declined and I said, Thinking about it later, I'm like, what was I thinking? I should have, which went ahead and 
gone. And it always stuck with me yeah. until I started exploring these feelings. Amazing. A seed planted. A seed planted. Wow. During the times in your life that have felt slower sex-wise, what did you do to take care of yourself and or what was happening? Like, how did you get okay with it? Were you okay with it? How did you go get okay with being out of it or whatever? <laughs> whatever your experience was with those times. Can you tell us about it? <laughs> I think a lot of those times I was busy doing other things, like getting things organized in other areas of my life, such as working or figuring out a career path and that kind of thing. So it kind of took me out of that scene not thinking about sex, but as I said before as well, I did a lot of masturbation, so that helped a lot. Yeah. As well, the solo sploshing kind of helped pick up some of that as well. So I would, yeah, oh, I can do this. I can get by. And then sometimes, even though I wasn't dating, I would go out to a bar and meet somebody, meet a girl. Get a lover. Get a, yes, (laughs) get some loving. Just making out, I just find that so hot. Yeah, it really is. So what, do you hope to either explore going forward or just what are your sexual hopes for yourself in general for the future? I'm kind of worried that I'm getting to the end of what I want to explore. So oh. I'm, I'm hoping that never happens. Okay. <laughs> there are other things I want to explore. I do want to get my wife involved and I'm trying to figure out how to do that because I just know it's just not something that she would be into, but it would make it so much more meaningful to me mm-hmm. as well. Do you mean group scene in general or like sploshing in particular? Like what part are you thinking of? So group scene in particular. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We've explored the splosh and she's just not into it at all. Yeah. I think more on the group scene, but again, I think it's for her, it's, she's got to have that emotional connection to the other person. Whereas I can sort of separate that. Like if I'm at the club and I'm doing it with somebody, I don't have that emotional attachment to that person. Yeah. So to me, it's just, you're just a random stranger and we're doing it. It's like an exchange of services and then that's it. We're done. It's just a play friend. Play friends are great, but they're play friends. Yeah. It's exactly play friend. But in terms of what I want to explore, I haven't really thought about other things that I want to try out. Maybe more towards the male partner and maybe some more ass play, that kind of thing. But again, to me, one of the biggest things I'd like to try is being submissive in front of a group. Okay, so if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? I'd probably go back to just pre-high school and kind of tell myself, you know, what you're feeling is okay. If it feels good, you could go ahead and do it. Don't be ashamed of the feelings that you have and talk to other people. Biggest thing for me is communication. So communicate what you're feeling and you want to try out with somebody and see if they want to do that. If not, then, you know, you move on. The biggest thing to me is don't be ashamed hmm. because at that time, my shame year was probably like a 10. I think if more people went around and not felt ashamed in terms of sex and, and what they like and what they don't like, you're not alone. There are other people that feel the same way as you do. So there's no reason to feel ashamed. If you like it, then it's good. If other people don't like it, that's not their thing. That's fine. That's no reason to be ashamed because you like it and someone else doesn't. Hallelujah. I wish we could just tell all our little selves that. Yes. (laughs) James, thank you so much for sharing on sex stories. I'm so grateful for you. Well, thank you for having me. It was enjoyable and I, I feel really good talking to you. Okay. Do you have a sex question for me? 
I think the question is, I, I, I know you're a producer, you've been in film and that kind of thing. And I just kind of curious about your motivation towards doing the podcast and, and talking about sex. 